0: Hey there, Sarah here, and welcome to the Life X Experiment podcast, where we talk about topics like personal growth, relationships, career, productivity, spirituality, and so much more. The aim of the podcast is to reflect on our lives and try out new tips, hacks, and strategies that can make our life that much better. Hey guys, wow, um... The past couple of days has been quite a bit of an emotional roller coaster, uh, because I've been actually feeling quite down and quite resentful and quite angry. Um, it's mostly triggered by work, um, and it's it's been difficult because I've not felt like this in a really 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 long time. So it's really kind of like a shock to my system, so to speak, and it's kind of thrown me off course a little bit because I've been slacking a lot, <laughs> not really doing a lot of work and just chilling out and lying around. Um, yeah, just really not doing much and I just don't feel like it, you know I just really want to just sit in my feelings and kind of just let it in yeah, because I think when, you know it's, it's very easy to um, try, you know, to get rid of negative emotions when they come up for us we don't really want to feel them and push them aside, right but I think it's it's important to really, really accept it and let it in. Accept that you are feeling angry. Um, you know, do a little bit of a reflection on why and kind of just, you know, let the feelings into your into your body, sit with it for a while, and it will come to pass, okay? Because all emotions do. Um, yeah, but it's been yeah, it's been a little bit difficult. Right, so as part of my emotional roller coaster as well, I've been doing quite a bit of reflecting. Um, on on life and, and particularly in, uh, on relationships and love and and whatnot, right? Um, don't really know why, but sometimes I just get these moments of introspection where I get a little bit broody. I start thinking about life, you know, different things about life. So yeah, still on the theme of red flags, um, you know, just to continue where I left off in the previous episode because I was also talking about um, red and amber flags in my previous episode. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, But I was talking about, you know, how we should categorize, we go about categorizing red and yellow flags, and I also talked a bit about how we shouldn't ignore them, because most of us usually usually do, right? So today, I'd like to talk a little bit about something more exciting, um, red flags in romantic relationships, right? Especially in the dating phases, because I think, um, speaking to quite a bit of my clients and to my friends and even, you know, from uh, my own experiences with uh, dating and relationships and all, many of us actually have no clue what we should be looking for in a relationship, let alone what are the red or amber flags we should be avoiding or looking out for when we are out on dates. Okay. Um, another group of people, tend to notice, um, you know, those warning signals and flags and, you know, hope that someday all these problems will just go away at some point. Hint-hint, they don't, and some of it actually gets worse over time, right? So all of these things, you know, all the ignoring and, you know, not really knowing what uh, warning signs to look out for, it then all results in a lot of heartache, a lot of pain and stuff later on when the relationship gets serious and we find it a bit, you know, harder to get out of, right? So dating is a time when, you should be having a lot of fun. You know, dating is fun. But at the same time, you should be also vetting your partner. Um, yeah, you should be vetting your partner and trying to suss out whether he or, he or she is actually suitable for you um, to continue, um, you know, on this path, you know, the relationship path together to into something more serious, right? It's actually very much like a job interview, you know, where you're finding the right fit, the best fit candidate for the role. Um, taking into account all the different factors that you manage to get out of them, um, dating is very much the same, right? So when you ignore red flags, you know, or you don't really know what to look out for, it can really go on to affect your well-being in the relationship, okay? You can really, really ruin sometimes your, um, your you know, your entire relationship or your entire self-esteem, case of course you have to know what you are looking out for in the first place and many of us actually do not know what constitutes you know red flags or warning signs in a relationship or in the dating stages right so dating stages are you know the very very initial stages of a relationship and there are actually a couple of stages in a relationship and i might talk about this in a later podcast um but the very initial stages is you know you're kind of actually talking to the person and getting to know the person you know you're going out on dates you um, actually not in a serious relationship yet okay so neither one of you has really said like you know let's you know get, get serious <laughs> let's you know be boyfriend girlfriend or whatever it's still pretty um it's still less formal right it's less um you're less serious okay so you might have an inkling that you like each other but you're not really serious yet right so this is actually the perfect time to actually um look out for the warning signs in 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 the person or in your dynamics or in your interaction because um usually this is you know the time where you are kind of like asking questions you know kind of like trying to you know find out what that person's values are you know things like that so this is actually really the right stage to kind of suss out um whether you're a good fit you know, to go on to a serious relationship or you're actually not. So this is kind of like the gatekeeping stage. <laughs> and um, it's a fantastic time to actually kind of suss out um, any suspicious um, behaviours or speech, right? So um, I have actually 12 red flags in total. And I'll be splitting this into two episodes because it's some of the signs are actually quite lengthy and do, I do get into a little bit of an elaboration. So this episode's are uh, really inspired by a couple of my own experiences and um, observing some of my clients, you know, experiences and hearing from their stories as well. It's particularly inspired by someone that I actually dated not too long ago. Okay, I call him the wolf in sheep's clothing. Okay? Um I'll be actually calling him Joe in this um podcast. Okay? Um his, his that's not his real name, right? Um yeah, and it went on for longer than I thought it should. And I take uh, responsibility for allowing it to, to go on that way. So I will actually detail a couple of things that happened as I explain the different red flags. And um, one thing to take note of is that sometimes red flags or you know, warning signs, um, it can appear in a very subtle manner. So you know, it's not really in your face. Um, it's not very obvious, but uh, something about interaction or, you know, an issue with the person makes you really uneasy and really uncomfortable, right? So if there's anything that you take away from red flags or whatever it is, you know, um, in a, in this podcast or in this episode is that, you know, you really, really need to trust your gut and you really need to trust your feelings, Okay so here is the first uh here the first six signs that might help you identify red flag behavior during dates or the first couple of stages of a relationship right so first sign okay when or what time does he ask you out and what does he suggest you do when he asks you out okay so this is important right so because the guy that i was seeing okay let's call him joe um Yeah, which I'll be who I'll be referencing quite a bit in this episode. Joe only wanted to meet at night. Okay, really, really late at night. Okay. And his suggestions for meetings always revolved around alcohol. Okay. So now I don't really live in a culture where people are constantly drinking or, you know, are constantly dating over alcohol and meeting over drinks. And, you know, it's it's not like that. Right, um, well, it's seen as, you know, quite a social thing to do nowadays with the younger people, but it's still not really very, very mainstream, right? So, the fact that, you know, secondly, it's also not that this dude is a nocturnal guy, he really isn't. Okay, so he wakes up actually really early and sleeps really, really early, so why in the blue hell doesn't he suggest meeting a little bit earlier in the morning or right after work? Right? Because I mean people always make after work for, for dinner here and it's just a very normal thing to do. But he always chooses the weirdest timing to meet. So he'll meet me at like ten PM, you know, eleven PM, and then he'll suggest like driving me there. And then like, you know, whenever I ask him like what are his plans, you know, it's always like, Okay, let's go to a bar or something like that, which is totally not my thing. Okay. Um, I prefer meeting my dates in broad daylight, <laughs> or like for dinners, for example. Um, not really over drinks, right? And another thing or so, it's that he would suggest sitting in parks or in very dark places where not many people were around, okay? I mean, that really kind of put me off because, you know, it's kind of obvious what he was trying to do. And come on, a really decent man that wants to get to know you wouldn't constantly be doing this, okay? He wouldn't be taking you to, like, bars, trying to get you drunk, you know, trying to get you to sit in quiet places or dark places, in you know, a where you can, you know, potentially stuff could happen. So, especially if, you know, a man who is doing this in the, you know, beginning stages of knowing you, unless he has some sort of, um, you know, usually men who do this actually have some sort of motive and you know is hoping that something might happen after those drinks or after those you know uh, walks in the dark park or like you know in those dark corners or in a random place right and that thing probably you know they're probably thinking about sex right and if that's not something that you are personally looking out for in a relationship or a date okay it's time to say goodbye really just I know it's very very easy you know especially for us women to kind of think of like oh you know maybe he will change or you know maybe this is just like a one-off but if he keeps doing it frequently and um you know like there's this very very frequent pattern of behavior he's talked about doing this sort of things with um women that is dated in the past this is actually a red flag okay especially if you're not looking for this sort of relationship or this sort of date okay and And another thing was, um, this guy tended to, you know, he always kept wanting me to go on staycations with him. <laughs> right, uh, staycations, you know, he'll constantly bring it up and we actually barely knew each other at this point in time. And a staycation for, you know, for those of you who are not really very familiar, it's kind of like a domestic getaway where people are usually couples, you know, they book hotels and, um, you know, B&Bs to kind of relax for a couple of days away from their homes. And it's kind of strange, like you're just getting to know me, we are not really friends, I don't know you from Adam, why on earth would you actually ask a girl to go on a staycation with you and even suggest, you know, drinking during the staycation when the girl barely actually knows you and you barely know the girl, right? And it's actually really, really weird for, you know, especially my culture, for a guy to actually ask a girl that. You know that he just you know happened to know just very recently to do this, it just reeks of very very, just a certain sort of behavior, a certain sort of dating pattern or dating behavior that I actually don't really like. So it was a huge big red flag to me, and um, initially I kind of tried to explain it away as well, saying that you know it's 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 not a it's not a big deal. It's probably just a one off. Um, but no, you know it was constant. It was frequent, and every single day involved alcohol or involved some dark uh, area. You know, some dark random area they wanted to go to, or some random walk in the park. All dark areas, all at weird timings, and yeah, it was just strange because most decent guy that I've dated, decent uh, men that I've dated, um, are actually not like that, right? So this was a huge red flag. Okay, and secondly what are his intentions okay this is actually pretty easy to suss out if you know what you are looking for okay because the ones that want easy sex uh show themselves really really quickly sometimes it's you know it's in your face they just ask you (laughs) right and it's also in their behavior and the way they 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 treat you and the things that they actually talk about okay so back to our friend joe (laughs) he was um obsessed with sex okay i didn't find this out until quite a little bit later on but I mean, he was really, really obsessed. Okay, his jokes were frequently laced with blatant innuendos. Um, he'd be texting me really inappropriate stuff that made me really uncomfortable. Um, very very inappropriate sexual stuff that usually only happens very late at night. Okay, And he was always also trying to push the boundaries sexually by challenging me to take up his sexual offers. You know, Talking himself up like he was a sexual prize, pilks, right? And his sexual conquests and experiments with um, previous women right fascinating to hear everybody wants to hear that on a date right (laughs) so here is where you need to check in with yourself again so what are your intentions in getting involved with guys or you know what are your intentions in going on a date so are you looking for a serious relationship you know someone who is willing to put in the time and effort to get to know you as a person or are you also looking for um something a little bit more casual maybe a hookup you know friends with benefits situation nothing wrong with that We just have to be very very clear about what we are looking out for what we are doing when we are on dates okay don't allow your time or your energy which is super super precious and valuable to be wasted with and on people that are obviously not a good fit for you okay so if a guy is looking for sex and you are not looking for sex just end things right there okay this is a huge learning uh, lesson for me and um, we tend to want to, you know, give the person a chance, give the person benefit of the doubt. But, you know, if he's doing it so many times already, just, you know, just let it go, okay? You will actually find someone who is a better fit. Close that door and allow other doors to open, okay? Just don't waste your time and energy, really. I've been there, done that, and it wasn't... You don't come out of it feeling very, very good about yourself, right? So let's just not go there, <laughs> okay? And the very third uh, sign... Very important, actually. Does he respect women? Okay, so how does he talk about the women in his life, or how does he talk about women in general? You know, what kind of tone does he use? Is it disparaging? Is it respectful? You know, is it um, you know, is, does he focus on 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 you know looks, or does he focus on something else? Um, what does he focus on when he talks about them? So you know, for for example, Joe. Okay, firstly, he had a very sexist attitude towards things okay he's not the first guy in my history who is like this unfortunately there are many guys like this in my culture sadly he will say shit like you know um all oh goodness all women are like that right Or oh, women are usually like this and men are usually like that um so you know it, it's not surprising that women can't do that every single time okay um it's a huge turn off to me when people cannot recognize that you know the individual's belonging to a particular gender actually very different from one another it's a huge turn off like (laughs) does he really really think that all women and all men are the same right um and i'm not done guess what else joe would do okay whilst hanging out with joe okay and we are kind of like you know sitting facing each other and we're talking right he'll actually blatantly check out women in front of me okay so i'll be sitting right in front of him and he'll be like you know and uh, when a woman passes by, his eyes would literally be following the women and would turn around to check them out. Yeah, right in front of me. How respectful. And it was always in the middle of a conversation. And the worst thing was, he would then go on to single out women's body parts and talk about them at length. Okay? So he'd be sitting somewhere, for example, uh, eating ice cream. And he would still be able to point out, you know, oh my goodness, this, this woman that just walked past us. Her, her, her ass is so flat or whatever okay and the judgments were usually very very misogynistic very rude and it was downright disgusting okay and it happened pretty frequently as well so ladies take note of what he says about women okay and how he acts around women because this tells you a lot about how he thinks about women and that is going to be the way he thinks about talks and to you and treats you okay the next sign so when his focus is on you, what is it on? Okay, is it your thoughts? Is it your character? Is it your personality? Your interests? Your values? Or is it on your looks and on your body? So what I found is that men who praise your body or your looks all the time, over and above anything else, isn't usually interested in you as a person. Okay, He's probably just you know interested in something quite casual or doesn't really have very good intentions. Okay? Um, a man who has good intentions and is really, really serious about getting to know you as a person might notice your looks or your figure, but he's not going to put a lot of emphasis on it and he's surely not going to keep hopping on it, especially to your face. And constantly bringing it up and doing it in a disrespectful way. You know, like, for example, commenting on having sex with you in the middle of a random conversation. Okay, or making remarks about your body randomly. Okay, this also kind of tells you what sort of guy he is. So to me, if a guy is constantly harping on sex and, you know, nothing else, then he says a lot about what is in his head most of the time. And for me, I want a serious relationship with a guy that can be intellectually stimulating. Okay, not someone who is always thinking about getting in my pants. Huge turn off. So pay attention to what his focus is on, and you can readily suss out the type of person that he is. Okay, so the fifth um, sign irresponsible immature and unpredictable behavior or personality so sometimes it does take people quite a while to figure out what they want with their lives right um that's an ongoing process that's not going to just mysteriously resolve itself once you hit a certain age and that's completely fine okay but when you are at a certain age say um like me you're in your late 20s or early 30s you know it helps to have a certain view of life of yourself your needs your values and the ability to take care of yourself and manage your day-to-day living, right? But if you meet someone who can't seem to hold onto a job and doesn't seem to have any aims or any direction in their life, doesn't know, you know, he doesn't really know what they want from themselves, from their lives, from their relationships, from their existence, you know, they're probably still working on growing up and figuring themselves out. So it's going to be really, really hard to depend on them for anything or to rely on them uh, in a relationship. So again, back to Joe, he's in his mid-thirties, but still had no idea what sorts of jobs he wanted. He had no idea what kind of relationship he wanted, or if he even wanted a proper relationship. He admitted that he wasn't financially very stable as well, and didn't really seem to you know bother a lot about that. Okay, these things are actually really important to me. And um, if someone doesn't really have that in place, or is working towards that in the relationship still, and is still very unsure of himself, um then yeah then it's a no-go for me also um because he yeah like i said he you know he admitted to struggling with finances and struggling to get a job you know yet instead of working hard at defining a career he was always busy looking for people to drink with you know blow a couple of hundred dollars on drinks and eating out and then complain that he doesn't have money i mean dude like where are your priorities right um, relationships need some form of responsibility, they need maturity and predictability as well. So being with someone who hasn't had their act together, or doesn't seem to want to ha- get their act together, it does not provide a safe, healthy, conducive space for the relationship to be nurtured in and to grow well. Okay, so it is it is a red flag and it will cause problems down the road. Okay, and the sixth sign and the last sign for today's episode, um, this is a big one and significant friends and family members actually do not like your partner okay so maybe you happen to be on a date um happen to bump into a friend or you know you 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 actually intentionally introduce your friend and your and your dating partner and your friend immediately doesn't like them okay um that's usually something to take note of right because sometimes you know being in the relationship you know, uh, being in the date and you're very deeply involved in the interaction and in the person, you don't actually really really see the person for who they are. Okay, rose tinted glasses and all that. As outsiders who aren't emotionally entwined in the romance, they can actually see things more objectively. Okay, so in any case before you actually brush them aside, at least um, try to hear them out, you know, try to hear out what are your friends and your your family members, What, what are the dislikes about the person. So I've actually um, experienced this myself. So I used to have, I used to date someone that my friends felt very um, awkward around. This was because he was also socially very, very awkward. And that was when I actually realized that I didn't really want um, a guy who, you know, is so socially awkward and so difficult to hang around. And I've also been on the other side. So I've actually um, met up with uh, dates of friends or, you know, boyfriends of friends that I didn't like and have never liked and um it's it's yeah it's usually something you know some some sort of vibe or some sort of feeling that they were giving me and um yeah and it's it's good to actually you know instead of just pushing away or you know um you know just ignoring what what your friend or your family dislikes about the person it's good to hear them out because sometimes there usually lies something that you might not be able to clearly see yourself okay right so um here are the first uh, six red flags that you can look out for in your next relationship, okay? Um, in my next episode, I'll be talking about the next six, okay, part two. And um, yeah, so I hope this was helpful for you and um, provided some food for thought. And yeah, happy dating. So that's it for this episode of the Life as an Experiment podcast. Do get in touch. I love to hear from you. Email me at abstractedcollective at gmail.com. That is Abstract with an ED collective. Or reach out to me on Instagram at abstracted collective. If you like the show, do tell your friend, and please rate and review on iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcast, as it can help others like you find it easily. Till next time, take care.